Hey everybody, Andy Sachs here with Coldwell Banker and the Around Town team for our Around Town Real Estate Podcast. This is our second edition. You might recall from our last one, we had our buddy David Garofalo with Guaranteed Rate Affinity with us talking all about the mortgage process, what to look out for. And today we're going to tone it down. It's just me, all my lonesome. So forgive me for any stops and stutters. But I wanted to kind of regroup. Where is the market today? Where is it going? Talk a little bit about the numbers and, and figure out, you know, what, when, when is the rest time to buy? When is the best time to sell? And, and help you make that decision. So we're, we're going to jump right into these numbers here because they're fascinating. They're, they're not as linear and direct as you might think, you know, cause and effect. We've got supply issues right now across all different price points in our state and in our general market area. But what's really interesting, and if we talk about it, the, the average sale price in 2016 in our general market area, it was about 356000 2017, 371,000. 2018, 386,000. So the market, you're saying, well, Andy, the market's getting better, right? Things are going up. Hold on a second. Active listings in 2016, remember the sale price was 356. Active listings throughout that year were 460. In 2017, down to 409. In 2018, down to 280. Now, this follows natural progression of supply and demand. Supply is dropping. Demand is remaining relatively steady. I don't really believe it's increasing, but prices are coming up because that constant demand doesn't have as much supply to look for, right? Makes sense, right? Now, this is really interesting. Year to date, and it's, it's early, so, so let's not get, get our feathers in a, in a ruffle here. Year to date, average sale price, 343 that is lower than it was in 2016 as it continued to progress into 2018. Now, interestingly enough, you would think then maybe, okay, well, Andy, supply was dropping during those years while price is going up, so supply maybe is going back up. It's not. At the moment, there are 230 active listings in our general market area. So really fascinating stuff. You've got this kind of inversion happening. And I think a lot of it's really because of price point issues. Our lower end is really lagging on um, inventory and, the, and they're selling fast. So we're selling more in the lower end, which is bringing price point down. There's just not enough of the four, five, six, seven, eight million dollar plus homes that are selling to pull that average sale price back up. So this is where we always want to be really cognizant that numbers in real estate, as many other professions, can be contorted to tell a story that is advantageous for whomever you're telling it to or whoever you want to convince. But these are the real numbers. And this is really what I believe is happening. I think we've got a lot of lower end homes. We have a lot of lower end buyers. And think about a pyramid, right? At the bottom, more people can afford less. And the tip, tip of it is those multi-million dollar homes. There's only a small subset, that one percenters, who can afford the six, seven, eight million dollar plus homes. So you've got all this giant demand at the bottom scampering for you know, what is really a, a, a low supply of lower end homes. And so they're not really driving the price point up because a lot of these lower end homes aren't in great shape. They're getting kind of what the market will bear for them. There's no increase in, uh, in inventory. There's no increase in value. So it's pulling the overall average down. Now, I say this with the caveat that we're very early in, in the year and inventory in general is just starting now to come on the market. And we're seeing all the other buyers and other price points come out. With that said, obviously there will be less buyers the higher up the pyramid we get. So it's gonna be something really to watch for this year because the past previous three years of data support otherwise. They support modest appreciation, the low single digits. They support a consistent decrease in active listings. 
Um, and this year, it's kind of been flipped on its, on its side, except for the continuation of supply issues. So how do you battle supply issues? Well, it's really gonna come down to the realtor you hire and who you're working with. They've gotta have a network. They've gotta have a network of people they know are gonna sell houses. Maybe not right away, but maybe soon down the line, right? So you can warn them, hey, this is coming to market. It's coming to open market. Let's get you in there as soon as it hits and, and, and hopefully have an opportunity before everyone else in that market comes looking for that same priced home. Uh, now, interestingly enough, this year, we've got more sellers also looking to buy in our market. And I'm not sure if it's just luck, but the previous years, you know, a lot of our market, a lot of Connecticut is experiencing tremendous flight south, right, to the Carolinas, to Florida. Part of that is because of the expense it is to live in our state, and part of that is just natural attrition in retirement age uh, that a lot of our, our citizens are reaching. Um, but what we're seeing now is we're seeing people on both ends of the spectrum, people selling the home they've been in for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, downsizing, staying in state. And we're seeing those first time home buyers who bought during the recession, who maybe wanted to sell four or five years ago, but because of the recessionary impact and the decrease in value, they, they couldn't do it. Now they've saved up enough, they paid off enough of the debt, and they're ready to buy that next house. But what are they buying, right? It used to be you'd buy that big McMansion or that big Colonial, that just bigger home. They're only taking a slight step up. They're saying, you know what, Andy? We don't wanna be house poor. We don't wanna buy like we did in the recession and lose money. We, we don't want our oil heat or our electric costs to skyrocket. And I can't blame them. People are being smarter with their purchases and they're living with less because quite frankly, most of the buyers don't need 5,000 square foot homes, right? Now, there's a market for them as well. But in that market for the higher end homes, those buyers are coming in, they're really intelligent, and they're saying, I need to walk into a home, and I need to know that this home has inherent value. So if it's priced for 600, I need to know that, wow, maybe this would sell for 650. So they're walking in, and, and they've done their research. Buyers are so educated right now. They're gonna walk in, they're gonna say yes, they're gonna say no. If they say no, they're gonna walk out. So they know what they're looking for. Next thing we wanna talk about is where are the buyers coming from, right? So we talked about people buying up, buying down. So we have those hyper-local buyers. But interestingly enough, the impact of the new tax regulations, and I'm not an accountant, so talk to your accountant about this, but you can only write off up to $10,000 of your property tax. Now, most of our homes will fall in, you know, at or below or a little bit above those, depending on how large your home is. But a lot of our buyers are coming out of New York, Westchester County, uh, boroughs of Manhattan, where if they were gonna buy a similar home that might cost $400,000 in our market, down there, even if it costs that much, their taxes might be $20,000, $30,000. And that's, that's what you pay to be close to the city for that convenience and have great schools. But what they're realizing is, I can go up a half hour up the line, go into Connecticut, my taxes are 10,000, I can write the entire thing off and still get really great schools and a great community to live in. So a lot of our buyers are making that transition and coming up this way. And a lot of the young buyers are realizing what they can afford up here and the cost of living is a little bit less. So I know we haven't heard that very often that Connecticut might be a little bit more affordable, but comparatively in some of these needs, it can be. All right, where's the market going in 2019 and even 2020 and beyond? I've been a broken record on this for years and, and I'm, I'm still kind of there. I think we're gonna experience modest appreciation this year, low single digits. And the reason I say that and why it's not more is there's a couple factors that are in play. One is on a national level, you've got supply, you've got supply rising again. Now, we don't have supply rising here per se right now, again, early in the year, so we'll evaluate that. But if supply rises, prices are gonna be flatter or even down. 
I think we're gonna still stay a little bit low in supply. I think it's gonna force prices up very modestly to the point where you might not even feel them. Now, looking ahead, I think into 2020 and beyond, we've gotta look at this more holistically on a macroeconomic level. What is the stock market gonna do? What is, what is uh, supply in the rest of the country gonna do? How is Connecticut with our new leadership? What kind of either tax laws or, or um, you know, we're looking at putting in toll roads and, and revamping other things. How is that gonna impact our local market? I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna see supply continue to rise nationally. You're gonna see a swing back to supply rising here in Connecticut as well. And I think you're gonna see a true flattening of value to very slight depreciation heading into 2020 and beyond until whatever other correction happens at that time. You know, listen, I hope you guys find this useful. My name is Andy Sachs with Coldwell Banker and the Around Town team. Myself, my buddy Dave Garofalo, Guaranteed Rate Affinity, are happy to bring this information to you. And we look forward to working with you soon.